Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me Alex Terranova on the line. Alex is a professional certified coach, a best-selling author, a personal and professional certified uh, uh, life coach. Yahoo Finance even dubbed him the anti-excuses coach, and he works with strong and successful leaders, rebellious innovators, and entrepreneurial badasses who boldly declare what they want, get real about what's in the way, and create Create the strategies and steps to generate more authenticity, clarity, freedom, and successes. Alex is also the host of the Dream Mason podcast, and he has been featured in many major publications such as Yahoo Finance, NBC, Fox, and many more. And he was also recently named as part of the top 10 entrepreneurs disrupting their industries in 2021. That is one hell of a resume, Alex. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be great. So uh, first of all, let's just talk about that uh, top 10 disruptors. You're in some pretty good company there. You're right up there with Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, I was a little shocked myself, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, how you got to where you are, right? The anti-excuses coach, uh, you have a lot of commas in there. You have a lot of things going on. You know, how did you get here? So if we go, I don't want to go too far back, right? We don't need to go back to my childhood and whatnot, but I used to open up restaurants and bars for a living. And I did that until I was in my thirties and I was really good at it, but I was also really unhappy, miserable. You know, I was, I was that story of the guy who goes to work every day, does what they're doing and is always hoping for more, expecting more and never finding that thing that actually lit me up. And luckily in Costa Rica, I had this awakening moment where I got asked what I was grateful for. I completely fell apart. I broke into tears. I realized I wasn't grateful for anything. I was just wanting, you know, more, like more money, better cars, more status, like things like that, that weren't actually filling me up. And I was like, I'm going to reinvent my whole life. And that took me down a road where I started meeting coaches. Next thing I knew, I was like, wait, I want to be a coach. Completely shifted my whole life. Kind of that's the short version. And I would say like, you know, you gave me all these, you shared all these highlights of my career. But what we don't talk about is the first three years of building my coaching practice and my first entrepreneurial business were filled with a lot of failures, a lot of missing the marks, a lot of tears. I love calling my parents, friends and family for support. Uh, a lot of putting things on a credit card because I wasn't making money yet. So to get here now is like those three years of not quitting, of just 
just putting your one foot in front of the other every day, trying new things, not making excuses, and then getting to a point where, right, you start to see a little bit of results, then a little bit of more results. And then we get to a place where you're like, okay, I have a business. And then we go like, how do we get more people to find out about the business, right? So you're seeing like the disruptors, Yahoo Finance. And then I think we go out in the world and find people like you that help us you know, get like, I I say often, if you're the greatest at what you do and no one knows who you are, it's the biggest waste of talent anywhere. It's the same as if I have clients that have a million dollars and they're not happy. It's the biggest waste of a million dollars. It's to me, it's like, if you're great at what you do, the next thing is like, you got to have somebody that helps you shout your name from the rooftops because that's might not be your specialty. So I've found some great people that have helped me kind of get my name out there. And it's like, Hey, my job to live up to the reputation, my job to keep putting content out, my job to coach people. But I think getting that support and having people go, Hey, we can help you, you know, get noticed by places where you might not know how to do that. So it's made a big difference. Oh, that's an amazing telling of how you you like, of how you got here. What I'm really curious about is how did the anti-excuses coach part come out? Because that's always something that I see a lot of people. I see a lot of course junkies, uh, you know, people that are just spending a lot of time on, you know, like uh, buying different courses, getting different mentors, you know, all that stuff. Right. And at the end of the day, I feel that the more courses you buy, right, especially if in the, if they're in the same niche, like you're really doing yourself a disservice here because basically what you're doing is that you're creating an excuse for yourself not to move forward, not to take action, right? How did that come about for you? Like, how did you come out and just say, okay, that's it. I'm done with the excuses. I'm going to hit it hard. Uh, we are programmed to have excuses. We, I mean, it is from the moment we're a child, right? Like when we don't do our homework, it's like we need a reason. We're always coming up with excuses. The anti-excuses thing I think started because with my clients, I'm very much like, hey, we can work on mindset, we can work on our feelings and we can do all these things. But if you tell me you're going to do something and you don't do it, it's kind of a black and white. I did it or I didn't do it. Everything after those two things is an excuse or a circumstance. And that doesn't actually get us anywhere. So if you were to talk to one of my clients, sometimes they'll say things like, man, working with Alex is like getting punched in the face, then hugged at the same time, because I don't judge them or beat them up when they don't do something. It's simply like, who cares why you didn't do it? Let's learn from whatever happened and how do we have it go different next time? And I practice that in my own life. I'm not perfect either, right? There's things that I say I'm going to do, but that's a, if it happens one time, if I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it and it happens one time, okay, we're human, right? But after that, it's just an, it's just you letting yourself off the hook. You're not, maybe you don't have enough accountability, enough structures, enough support. But after that, they're just excuses. And I don't know about, you know, I don't, you know, you do this, this for a living. You have a, a, a another business. If we make excuses, we don't get anywhere. We just end up living a life full of excuses. And I think like, Look at your, I don't know if you have any kids, but people that have kids, they don't make excuses for not feeding them or changing their diapers or whatnot. The things that matter, we do one way or another. And I think that if we can get to that place where we do what we say, we, we, our thoughts, our words and our actions are in alignment and we're in integrity with ourselves. Then not only will we achieve a lot more, but we'll actually be at peace with ourselves because we'll have done, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, we, we almost have a code. You have all these superheroes behind you, right? They all kind of have codes, right? Like if we're in integrity with ourselves, we're like living into our, our own code of integrity and we'll feel good about that whether we become super successful or not. You know, what's cool about that analogy is that, you know, like feeding your kids, you're right. It's going to happen win, lose or draw, right? And my kids are going to get fed before I'm going to launch this podcast, right? So 
you know, it's going to happen. But when people are creating their businesses or they're trying to launch new, you know, new hustles or whatever, there are, you know, we instinctively, like you said, we'll make up a million excuses on how, why not to do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not trained well enough. I don't have the right resources. I don't have the badass camera. I don't have the great microphone. You know, I don't have the latest, uh, the latest MacBook, all of that stuff. Right. And the fact of the matter is a lot of that just really doesn't matter. I'll use the podcast example, right? When you're starting out, who cares if you're stuttering all the way through it? No one's going to listen to it, right? <laughs> Not that I'm inviting you to go listen to my first episodes, but they're still up there and you can go listen to them, right? And yeah, they suck. They suck bad, right? But, you know, it's a start and you just get better from it. And, you know, like, and then you just level up from there. And that really is the beautiful thing. Right. I want to talk about uh, your process for getting people to not only create goals for themselves, but to actually make them happen. Right. Because there are a lot of goal setting tips and tricks and tools and agendas and software and all that. There are a million things you can do. Right. But if you don't have a solid process and you don't have a light at the end of the tunnel, those may not come to fruition as fast as you want them to. Right. Let's talk about your process for getting goals off the wish list and like into action and actually getting completed. How does that work for you? The wish list thing is huge because even very successful people that I work with, I'll say to them when I meet them, like, so what are your goals? And they'll tell me, well, you know, I want to get married. I want to make this much money. I want to grow my business to this point. I want to donate this much money to charity or make a difference in the world. And I go, those, those are wonderful things. It's great. It's not my job to judge at what anyone's up to. But then I'll say, so how would we know that you achieve some level of success in whatever the topic is, or by when will we get there? And often that's when people go, well, you know, in a couple of years, or they give these vague answers. And that's not a goal. I love, I love the marathon kind of metaphor or analogy for this. Like if you and I were to sign up to run a marathon, we would know exactly the day the marathon's taking place. And we would know the exact route that the marathon is. They don't change the date. They don't move the marathon course. And almost like an alien from outer space could look down and go, oh, they did that. They showed up on that day. They ran or they walked. You can literally set your watch to it. Yeah, they completed the course. There's no, there's nothing, no opinions involved. And that's kind of brings us back to the excuses, right? It's all of those are all opinions and judgments and perspectives and whatnot. But a real goal, we would take the opinions out. So I remember even my first goal was like, I just wanted to be happy. And my first coach said to me, well, unfortunately, we, we can't just ask you if you're happy because today you're happy, tomorrow you're not. It's a back and forth game. How would we know? And I was like, what do you mean? How would we know? And we, we had to create metrics that were measurable, that could be seen from the outside to go, oh, Alex is happy. He's achieved blank, 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 blank. He's living his life like this. That's what he said. That's how we would know. So he did it. And now, so what I do with people to start is first, we got to actually identify the goal. Like, what is it? And let's put some metrics around it. By when? How would we know? Are they, are they things like, you know, weight's an easy one? Oh, I want to weigh this much by this time, or I want to have this much body fat. Money is an easy one. I want to have this much money or make this much money by a specific time. When we get into other things, there becomes like some cloudiness, some, some vagueness. People don't want to say, often people don't want to say things around relationships or even business growth, because they're afraid, like, what if I don't do it? Well, you know, what if you and I ran a marathon, and we said we'd do it in four hours, and we ended up doing it in six? We ran the marathon, right? We didn't necessarily hit the goal, but we did what we said. And if we wanted to go for that goal, what would we do? 
we'd change our strategy, we'd retrain and we'd try again. People are so afraid of like missing that mark. They'd rather leave it vague than actually put something down and go for it and like retool and, and reset on the on the way. Professional sports are also a great example for that, right? Right. So part of what you're talking about here is accountability, not only to yourself, but to others, right? Because, you know, if you're just making this pact with yourself, you know, you're just envisioning, okay, I'm going to go run a marathon. That's just a pact to yourself, right? Put it out on Facebook. Tell people that you're going to be there at this time and on this date, and I'm going to do my best. And who cares if I don't complete it? Great. You know, everyone is going to cheer you on. No one is going to tell you, oh man, you suck, you know? Well, (laughs) and if they do, you find out who really cares about you, right? And who are your real friends and who's supportive. And I think like, hey, I don't tell all my clients like, hey, you don't need to publicly put your things out there if you don't want to, but you do need some accountability. So if I were to walk you through, you know, once I have someone figure out what their goals are, then I kind of, you know, as a my brand, my company is called Dream Mason, which is the idea that like, hey, we all have dreams, but they don't just magically come true. A Mason is someone who builds something. So it's up to you to build and create your dreams. So in that vein, I created the Dream Mason blueprint, which is to kind of go along with this building metaphor. We're going to take 12 steps in how you would get yourself from point A to point Z. And I'm going to walk you through each one pretty quickly. They're they're kind of self-explanatory and they're in my book, The Fictional Authenticity, which is behind me. So if somebody wanted to actually have it drawn out and expanded, they can look there. But basically the first one is your proprietary goal. So anyone in business knows what proprietary is. And that's like something that's very specific to your brand or you. And proprietary goal, we would say, hey, we need to have a what by when. What are you going to accomplish? And by when are you going to accomplish it? So it's measurable. It's clear. Someone from outside can understand and see what it is. So once we have that, we can move on to step two. Step two is your anchor. This is like, right, an anchor like holds something, or we could call it a foundation in terms of like building something. It holds it in place, which I describe as like, what's your why? Why are you doing this? What's your what for? Why are we running that marathon? Why do we want to donate to charity or build that company? If we, And we need to have that so clear that on the days that we wake up and we don't feel like it, we get up anyway and we do it. We've all been there where we said we would work out and we didn't feel like it when we woke up. Well, there's some people that do it anyway, and there's some people that don't. And I think that why, that reason for can be a really big difference for certain people. So we, we lock that down as number two. And then the third piece is the vision, which I call the design. If we, if you and I went and went to an architect and said, hey, we want to build a house. Well, what would the architect do? They would ask us a bunch of questions and then they would draw it out and we would see a rendering of it before anyone ever started building anything. And so I think that as a, whether it be for business or for your own life in whatever sense, we need to actually create a vision of what that looks like. Some people do vision boarding. Some people write a journal entry. You could just sit there and picture the business you want or the body you want or or whatever it is that you're creating, but getting clear on that vision so you can see it. I have some art in the background that you can see. Um, The person who did those art pieces thought about what they didn't just randomly walk up and start painting. They thought about what they were going to do before they did it. And then they applied that to the piece. So the fourth step is what I call your toolbox. So these are like what skills you have, the talents, things about you that are already in place to help you do this, right? So if we're going to build that, if you and I were going to build a house, we would need tools and, and, and supplies. Well, we'd have to take stock of that. 
before we would know what we needed. So I have my clients look at, hey, what are the things you already have within you that are going to help you accomplish this goal? Like make a list, be very specific. The next one is what I call call my quantitative survey. And we're going to actually, sorry, it's the quantity survey. So we're going to actually look at what do we not have? So it's kind of like when you go you know, in your pantry and you look at before you go to the grocery store, what do I need to get at the store because I don't have it? You need the same thing. What do I not have? that I might need to accomplish this goal. That might be actual things. Oh, I need a computer. I need editing software. I need to take a class to learn how to draw blueprints. Maybe it's I need people to support me. I need uh, a coach. I need a consultant. I Whatever it is. What are the things that you need that you currently don't have? Number six is the grout. Grout fills in gaps, right? So what are other gaps that we see? This could be anything from people to time to places to tools, any other gaps that we know right off the bat are going to be things that we need to fill in. The seventh one we could call, you can call them treats, you could call them bonuses. As we move along on our goal, you know, we might need some things to help us get along the way. When you and I are running this metaphorical marathon, we don't run from the beginning to the end with no water. Some people have granola bars, oranges, snacks. There's things along the way that help us get to where we're going. If we were climbing Mount Everest, it would be the same. So when you're on your journey, what are things that we can treat or bonus ourselves with as we go? Now, this is kind of, we're going to leave this one open because we're going to come back to it. But I ask people to write down like, hey, if I were to do this, or something as specific as like a, tr- a bonus would be, I get to take myself to Fiji. I get to buy myself a car. I get to um, take myself out to dinner. Anything that would be like a treat for yourself. Some people do very small things because that's within their budget. And some people do very big things. The eighth is the reinforcement. When we're building anything, we got to reinforce it so it doesn't fall down. So how do we reinforce all the things that we're up to? What that means is when we fall off, which we will, that day that you don't want to get out of bed to go work out or that day you don't want to work on your business or that day you don't want to podcast because you notice nobody's listening, what do you do to reinforce it? Who's going to support you or what's going to support you to show up no matter what? and make that happen. Maybe it's a workout buddy. Maybe it's some consequences you put in place. When I was writing my book, I would say things like, hey, if you don't write a certain amount a week, you don't get to use the pool. You don't get to go to the jacuzzi. You don't get to eat out. Things that I would do all the time, I would take them away from myself to reinforce myself moving forward. Number nine, specifications. So these are things that we know when we're building something, we have specifications. So we know that we're building it to the design. And this would be like, we might call these checkpoints. If anybody played video games or has ever played a race car video game, when the time's counting down, you hit a checkpoint, you get more time. So we want to identify places on the way to our goal that signify, hey, we're on our way. I'm writing a book, 50 pages might be a way to know I'm on my way. Hiring an editor might tell me I'm on my way. If I'm building a house, the foundation's up, the drywall's up, things like the plumbing's in, these would be things that would let us know that we're on our way to our goal. Number 10 is your millwork. Millwork is also like kind of a detailed aspect of building, but we're going to call this like the actions. These are things that you need to do to move you forward. So I have people write out, hey, if if you're going to, whatever your goal is, what are the actual things that need to happen? What are the actions that need to take place? The phone calls you need to make, the people you need to hire, the work you need to do, whatever it is, like start like mocking it out. And then one of the things that I do here is I ask people to flip back one and I go, "You've, you've identified all these checkpoints to get to your goal. Start putting those actions into the checkpoints. 
so you know what actions will get you to the next checkpoint. And I ask them to go heavy at the beginning and don't worry about the ones down the road. Down the road will kind of figure itself out when you get there, things change. But at the beginning, what are the actions that you need to get you to that first checkpoint, the second checkpoint, things like that. And then add as you go. And then our 11th step is the bonuses, the specification bonuses. So as we're moving along, right, like number nine was your specifications, your checkpoint. As you hit these, you get to give yourself the number seven, the treats and the bonuses. So, oh, I wrote 50 pages. I'm going to take myself out to dinner. Oh, I hired my first 10 employees. I'm going to give myself a Friday off. Oh, I made my first hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to take myself on a trip whatever it is, you actually start rewarding yourself. And the hope is that these rewards pull you forward. So you keep going and you keep going and you're going because now you not only do you want your goal, but now you want these like extra bonuses. And then the last step, which is a bonus, the 12th step is a total bonus. It's support. Can you line up people or things to support you on this journey? So you, when, when it gets tough, you can keep going. People that will just love you up, tell you, you know, tell you the things you need to hear and we'll have your back when going gets tough, one might say. That was amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for walking through that. You know, it's, it it sounds like a big process, right? But in reality, it's just really putting some words and some actions around something that really needs to happen anyways. Right. Because whether it's a goal or just a task that needs to get done during the week or however big, hairy, audacious it is or small that, you know, just matters to you and that's it. You know, all of these things need to happen in order to have it, you know, in order to complete it. Right. So it sounds big. It's like, oh, geez, a 12 point step. You know, like that's uh, yeah, that's a lot. If you can't, do, if you can't do a 12 point step though, like how can you, you know, if you said to me, oh, it's like too much work. Well, how are you going to make five million dollars? How are you going to build a company with a hundred people, right? Like it's, I think that if, if you sat down and did this, I actually used to do this. The first time I did this, I did it in a bar because I needed, I went to a bar, there was a game on the TV and I sat with my computer and I had a beer and I, and I wrote out the steps because I felt like too locked up, like doing it, you know, at home, it felt like my, my mind was getting in the way. And I was like, you know what, where's a fun place that you could go do this. And it took me an hour or two. And it, and it, it's a living document. It's fluid. So I print it out. I change it as I go, you know, but if you can't spend an hour or two, right? Imagine if an architect said, ah, man, I don't know. Drawing out the blueprints for this house is going to be so much work. We should just probably like go try to build it without any designing. You'd, you'd never hire that guy. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> you know, that's exactly it. And, you know, when you document those points, right, they become living right? They become tangible. They become something that you can actually look at. And, you know, like you said, it's a living document. So, you know, like you can change it if you need to, if you realize that your first premise wasn't, you know, wasn't entirely correct. Great. Change it. You know, like, you know, pivot from there, you know, maybe you're going to go to, you know, 15 degrees to the left, but you're still going to be in that general direction that you need to get, you know, to actualize that goal. Right. Yeah. I I think, I love, I think sports are a great place to like, look at how they do things. Most great teams or players, their goal is to win the championship every year. Right. And they have a way them and their teams have a way they think they're going to do it. And then what happens is the season goes on. People get injured. You know, maybe people don't play as well as we thought they were going to. Maybe the chemistry isn't as good. So the best teams keep the same goal. They don't go, oh, well, we'll just we'll do this five years from now. They keep the goal and then they retool. They re-strategize. They change. They bring in new players. They maybe bench players to get them more rest so they don't, you know, get injured. They, they change their defensive style or their offensive style. Sometimes they change the coach, right? But it's a fluid thing. And typically the team that 
wins was the team that was not only able to do what they said, but they were also the team that was able to adapt as the season went on. That's entirely correct, man. Thank you so much for for sharing that. That was a, a you know what's really cool about that process is that it actually works, right? It's a, a you know it is a blueprint. It's a roadmap uh, that gets you from point A to point Z, right? That actually walks you through it, and it's something that you come up with, you know, on your own. So if you have a coach helping you out with it, great. You know, yeah, everyone needs a coach, right? But it is something that you can do on your own. You can just take this and just go one, two, three, four, five, you know, all the way down to twelve, and actually make it happen. So thank you so much for sharing that, Alex. Can you please? let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly if they if they want to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So I try to make it as easy as possible. They can go to thedreammason.com, thedreammason.com, or if they're you know more into the socials, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, and I play a lot on Instagram. I have some really fun things. I'm inspirational, Alex, on Instagram, and I do you know wisdom from the beach, wisdom from my dog, wisdom from uh, my bicycle, uh, all different ways. Like when I get thoughts that I notice about me, I do a lot of sharing where I notice things about me that are in my way, and then I'll notice them, and then I'll share them online because I know if I'm dealing with something, everyone else is too, right? I needed this blueprint. I didn't make this up from scratch. I took it from what other people had done and what was working for me and what wasn't and made then made it my own. And I think that we all need to do that so we can learn from each other and grow. And I love being able to share that on social media. Amazing stuff. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. I love nerding out on this stuff and I love really taking, you know, taking it and really implementing it, right? Which I'm sure everyone in the audience is going to love as well. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. 